Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Glory be to the name of our Lord. We give God praise and we give God glory. I trust that everybody is doing well. And if you are not doing well, by the end of this service, you'll be doing all right. I said by the end of this service, you'll be doing all right. By the end of this service, you'll be doing good. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We thank God. Join me in welcoming our online audience and those that watch on TV as well. Welcome to the presence of God and to his house. And if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be. Amen. Amen. Jesus is here. And there are excited people here as well. They'll give you a warm welcome. So stop by sometime. Amen. And we live in the mountains, so we are gradually being reminded that um, very soon summer will be over. So enjoy the summer, the best days of it as much as you can. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Are you awake or you are trying to get be awake? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a joy to bring the word of God to us. In this season, we've been talking about faith for miracles, uh, God of miracles. If you, if you take miracles out of the Bible, what are you left with? Very little. We serve a God of miracles. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that may you see the hand of God at work in your life. I said, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. I said, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. I said, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. May all us uncertainties, apprehension, fears, may it come to an end today in Jesus' name. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding be yours. I said, may the peace of God that passes all understanding be yours. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we serve a faithful God. We serve a God who loves us. If God were to give you a revelation of how much he loves you, you will give everything to him. You give your life, you, everything. May God give you a revelation of his love in Jesus' name. Last week we talked about faith that overcomes fears. May God help you to overcome every form of fear in Jesus' name. And may you live for God in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 10. We are talking about overcoming hurdles in our faith walk. Mark chapter 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we pray for those who are in the lines of storms and all that is going on in the world, that God will keep them safe. And you see, sometimes... There are storms not only from a natural standpoint, but storms come to all of us. And I pray that when the storms of life come, may it not find you unprepared. In Jesus' name, amen. Notice even before we get to Mark chapter 10, notice what the Bible says in Mark chapter 7, Mark 7 from verse 24. He says that, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them 
will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was it fall. So the storms of life come to all of us. Sooner or later it comes. But the one whose house will stand, the one who will make it is the one who hears the sayings of Jesus and does them. That is the wise person who is building on the rock. May you not crumble and may your house not fall in the time of a storm. But I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, as you do the word of God, no matter the storm that come, may your house turn in Jesus' name. And if you are going through a difficult time, if you are going through a difficult season, even at the point of giving up, in the mighty name of Jesus, begin to act on the word of God. That is the wise person. The person who is wise is the one that hears. So these words that I'm speaking to you this morning, don't let it go one ear and the other. Don't be, don't, be that, don't be that person. Be the person that hears the word of God and does them, acts on the word of God and receives the benefit. Then no matter what comes up, no matter what you are going through, I can assure you by the word of the living God that you will make it. Amen. I said you will make it. Amen. I said you will make it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who does the word of God. It's so important. James chapter 1. James 1. Thank you Lord. He says that from verse 22. But be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word. And not a doer. He is like a man observing his face. His natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. The grace for continuity. This morning, you may have looked in a mirror. So you look in the mirror and you walk away and you forget how you look like. That's terrible. <laughs> but he says that when you look in God's word and you discover who you are, do not forget it. When you hear the word of God, be a doer of the word of God, not a forgetful hearer, and continue. There is a perfect law of liberty. There is freedom. There is liberty. There is deliverance in it. But he says, don't be a forgetful hearer. Hear it and continue. Don't give up. That is the person that walks in the blessing. I see you as you continue in your walk with God that you walk in the blessing of the Lord. I said you walk in the blessing of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord, I'm getting worked up already. Glory to God. All right, so now let's go to our friend Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. He says, and they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, 
sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now, the Bible says that Jesus came to Jericho. And if you read the account in the Bible, he never passed by this way again. From here, he was on his way to his passion and to the cross. And so, blind Bartimaeus, Bar is, 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 is just a term in the Bible that references that this person is the son of this. So, if you are Bartimaeus, you are the son of Timaeus. If you are Bar John, you are the son of John. If you are Bar Jonah, you are the son of Jonah. It's just a term to indicate who you are the son of. But when he heard that Jesus was passing by, when he heard, that Jesus was passing through Jericho. You see, how did he hear about it? So, you see, Jesus, he must have heard that Jesus is performing miracles. Jesus is feeding people. Jesus is opening the eyes of the blind. And some way, somehow, the message got to him. That is why we must never stop testifying about Jesus. You never know how far the message will go. Some way, somehow, when you begin to testify about Jesus, never stop testifying. The Bible says that how can people hear without a preacher? They can't. We talked about it in, in, in the other lesson. So keep testifying about Jesus. What has Jesus done in your life? Jesus has done something for all of us. If not for anything, Jesus has delivered you from hell. If it hadn't been for Jesus, some of us wouldn't be here. What has he done? He's done something for each and every one of us. Everyone has a story. I used to be like this. Now Jesus has made me this way. And if you give him the opportunity, he will do the same in your life. He's giving me life. So some way, somehow, the message got to blind Bartimaeus. And he had been blind and he was identified with his blindness. And it's a symbol of hopelessness. People sometimes in the world that are hopeless. That, I mean, he had to be helped around. He could not go to work on his own. He was go Life wasn't easy for this person to the extent that we call it in the Bible, he's called blind Bartimaeus. And sometimes the circumstance of our life, the things that we go through, give us a certain name. And you are identified with that name. We are identified with the challenge, the problem that you are going through. Maybe you are, you are watching or listening and you are going, you are in a time of hopelessness. And it represents blindness. People that are in the world that do not know the Lord Jesus, even though sometimes people have eyes from a natural standpoint, they cannot see anything spiritually. 
Sometimes it's a life of sin. Sometimes people, you, you are grasping for different things. And there seems to be no hope. And he heard about Jesus. That message about Jesus is what makes the difference in our lives. That message about Jesus is what makes the difference in the life of others. So let's keep telling it. Amen. We will never stop telling it. So he hears about Jesus and he begins to cry out. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on He sat by the roadside begging. But when he heard Jesus, about Jesus, he decided to do something about it. He says, verse 48 says, that many want him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. He decided to cry out. You see, so long as he was sitting around and hadn't said anything, nobody told him to keep quiet. Everybody said it's okay to sit there and to beg and to, be, to remain blind. The moment that he started crying out to Jesus, the people said keep quiet. You see, in this faith walk, that is the first hurdle that he faced. In this faith walk, you remain a private citizen and the devil won't bother you. Others won't bother you till you make a faith stand. And decide that, look, I have remained in this condition for a long time. I have been this way for a long time. I refuse to remain in that condition. I am going to cry out to Jesus. Notice what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10. We'll come back to our friend here. But notice what he says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Shout it, he is faithful. Shout it, he is faithful. Shout it, he is faithful. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Now, he goes on to say, in verse 32, he says that, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulation and partly why you became companions of those who were so treated. He says, recall those days after you were illuminated after you receive light after you receive the revelation of the word of god you endured a great struggle with sufferings and partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations the idea there is that you are on the stage and you remain so long as you have not made your confession of faith you are okay but when you made and received the revelation of the word of God, it seemed as if a great struggle started. A great battle started. 
And he says that now you are, um, you are made a spectacle. Now you are on display and everybody is watching. God the Father is watching your response. Jesus is watching your response. The people around you are watching your response. They never said to blind Bartimaeus, keep quiet till he started shouting. That is when they tried to stop him. And in your faith walk, in your walk with God, when you make that stand for God, that is the time that the enemy will try to stop you. But that is the place where you get to, where you say, my Lord and my God, I will not let anything deter me in my determination. I will not let anything hold me back in my walk with the Lord. You see, faith in God will be tested, all of us. One time, Mark, in the book of Mark, chapter 4, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark chapter 4, verse 35, he says, On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now, when he had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stand asleep on a pillow. And he, they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to him, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Let us cross over to the other side. He didn't say let us cross over and sink in the middle. Jesus, that, that's not the plan. We are going over to the other side. That is the command of faith. And, and in the middle of it, the Bible says that they are, there were also other little boats with him. You see, when you are on, on the public display, there are other people watching you to see your response. You see, if you study the Bible carefully, you, this is Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 2, Mark chapter 3. Jesus is doing miracles, and up to this point, their faith has nothing to do with it. It's all Jesus. But in Mark chapter 4, he gives them a lesson, and he gives them some parables. Then here they run into a storm. You see, the lessons of faith that you are receiving during the day, the lessons that Jesus gives you during the day is to prepare you for the storms that are ahead. And I pray in the name of Jesus, when the storms of life come, may they find you unprepared. They are to prepare you for what's coming up at night. So here a storm comes and these people are not ready. And you see that there were other little boats also with him. See, when you are going through a test, when you are going through a trial, other people are watching to see what your response is like. You are the one that keeps saying that you are a child of God. When you come to work, we, everybody knows that you are a child of God. Everybody knows that you serve God, you believe in God. So when times get difficult, when in times of trouble, in times of test and trial, all those people are watching you. They are watching you. And sometimes you take, it, you take it for granted. But they are watching to see what your response is going to be like. 
when everybody is angry, when everybody is upset, when people are not having a good day, they are checking to see what your response is like. I pray in the name of Jesus that you have the right response. I said, may you have the right response. So he says that he was, he was asleep. And you see, when he woke up, he, after he took care of the storm, he asked them a question. Why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? That's a whole sermon in itself. How is it that you have no faith? Because they were trying to say and tell Jesus that do you not care that we perish? That's an indictment on Jesus. Jesus also flipped it back on them and said, where is the faith? I've been giving you faith lessons. What have you done with the faith? I pray that may the day of testing and trial find, not find you unprepared. And no matter the hurdles, no matter the challenge, like blind Bartimaeus, get to the place where you say, I refuse to quit. I refuse to throw in the towel. My Lord and my God, you are not me. You are not blind. You, you can see. You can, you can, you can cry. You, you, you can walk to Jesus by yourself. You see, so many times, sometimes people don't understand what you are going through. If they know what you are going through, and sometimes when you are praying, they will say, what is the point of crying out to God? What is the point of remaining faithful to God? What is the point of remaining faithful to Jesus Christ? Why don't you throw in the towel? Keep quiet, keep quiet. If you are blind by tomorrow, you are the one that knows the pain that you are going through. You are the one that knows the difficulty that you are going through. And so you get to that place where you say, look, I, you are not me. You are not, in, you are not in my shoes, please. I am going to cry out to Jesus. I refuse to throw in the towel. You are not the one that is blind. You, you can see and do normal things. Put whatever the circumstance is. But you get to that place where you say in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I will not give up. I will not throw in the towel. I will cry out to God till I see my deliverance. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. They will try to shut your mouth. They will try to do different things. But you say no way. Jesus is passing by. And if he's passing by. Today is the day for my miracle. Today is the day for me to receive from God. Nothing will keep me quiet about Jesus. What is it about Jesus? Oh I know he saved my life. I know he delivered me from sin. I know he gave me a future. I know I go through storms and difficulties. But Jesus is on my side. That is the reason why I cry. Out. That is the reason why I refuse to give in and throw in the towel. I will stand with God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I don't know what you may be faced with or going through, but I know God. And I know that if you cry out to him, he will answer your prayer. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He cried out to God. And when he did, my Lord and my God, the Bible says, verse 49, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. He got the attention of Jesus, my Lord and my God. So going back to Hebrews chapter 10, he says that after you were illuminated, recall all those things. 
Then verse 36 says, For he says, You have need of endurance. That's the key. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. He says, Yet a little while. Like blind Bartimaeus, he says you have need of endurance after you have done the will of God. When you are tempted to give in, when you are tempted to throw in the towel, he says that you may receive the promise because yet a little while, yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Like blind Bartimaeus, Jesus commanded him to be called. He got the attention of Jesus Christ. If you refuse to give up, you will get the attention of God. And he says, yet a little while, yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not wait. Sooner or later, he will come through for you. And I see God coming through for somebody today. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, it seems like it will never happen. It seems like the miracle will never take place. But like blind Bartimaeus, if you refuse to shut up, if you refuse to give up, if you refuse to throw in the towel, yet a little while, yet a little while, yet a little while, he will come through. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Yet a little while, he will come through and will not tarry. I see God coming through for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, now the just, verse 38, shall live by faith. And if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. There are times and seasons where there is a temptation to draw back. But this morning I'm looking at a company of people that say, no, we live, this is our time. This is our generation. We will not draw back. We will not give in. He says that if you draw back from the faith life, if you draw back from faith, God has no pleasure in you. That will not be your testimony. But instead, your testimony will be one. That you live, you live and walk by faith and God has pleasure in you. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you never give up. Shout it, I will never give up. Shout it, I will never give up. Shout it, I will never give up. He says, but we are not of those, verse 39, of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of us all. <laughs> we are in the company of people that never give up. You, you cannot shut us up. No, no, no. This is our time. Like blind Bartimaeus will keep crying to Jesus. This is our generation will keep testifying about the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not of those who draw back. No, no. You belong to the company of people who serve the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter the header, no matter the challenge. They keep going and going and going and going. The Olympics recently ended, and there was a there was a certain there was a certain lady. She helped the North Korean team to win the fencing competition. They got bronze for the very first time in history. 
And while she was training, I mean, she, she, I mean things dislocated in her body. But when the competition came around, she said, my Lord and my God. And she was a Christian. And she said, in the, even in the midst of Buddhists and all those kind of people, before every competition, she would say, let's bow down and pray. I pray that no matter your station in life, may God use you for his glory. She said, let's bow down and pray. And she said, some way, someone, every time I prayed in the morning, every time I prayed before the competition, I received strength from God. When everything in her body said, throw in the towel, give up, what is the point? She refused to give up and help her team to a medal. It says, my hopeless moment turned out to be times when I held fast to God. In these times, God held me fast, kept his promise, and gave his, uh, and gave his answers. Before I started to pray, I thought I must win no matter what. However, after I began to pray, I confessed, let God's will be done. God has shown amazing miracles to me. I offer all my joyous moments and glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name, may you never give up. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I said, may you never give up. I said, may you never give up. I said, may you never give up. May you always stand for the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you see, the thing is that blind by Timaeus, when, when he was called, threw away his cloak. That is the cloak that he used to sleep with. That it was his cloak that identified him as a beggar. That was the cloak that, that had identified his life. But he was willing to say, look, at this point in my life, I am not let, going to let anything stand between me and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so many times in our lives, sometimes people hold on to different cloaks. Sometimes it's a cloak of sin. Sometimes it's a cloak of disobedience. Sometimes it's a cloak of hatred, anger, greed, negative thoughts. But why would you want to keep on to that stinky smelling thing anyway? Throw it away. I said throw it away. And make a decision that look, I will not let anything stand between me and my walk with the Lord. I am going to go all out for God. He threw that, he is done with that. That means that his days of begging are over. That means that what identifies him as a blind person is over. In the name of the Lord Jesus, from that day he never was blind again ever in his life. When he decided to get rid of that cloak, when he decided to get rid of that, which stands between him and the Lord Jesus Christ, he went all out. That's the kind of people that God is looking for. People that will go all out. Shout it, I am going all out. Shout it, I am going all out. Shout it, I am going all out. I will not let anything stand between me and my victory. I will not let anything stand between me 
and my miracle. I am going all out. And when he got into the presence of Jesus, thanks be to God, Jesus was waiting for him. And he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? That is the question he is asking you today. What do you want me to do for you? I always find that question interesting. I don't know. I, don't know. I read it so many times. If people are blind, can't you see that they are blind? It's obvious. He was crying. And notice also, you see, sometimes it's, it's easy. He's in the presence of Jesus but he's just as blind as he ever was. You see, you can be in the presence of Jesus and not receive. People are doing it all the time. So when Jesus asked him, <laughs> he didn't beat around the bush. He said, Lord Jesus, the greatest desire in my life is that I will see. What is that greatest desire in your life? What is that desire that the devil has told you will never come to pass? But thank God, if you make it very clear and definite to the Lord Jesus, he will hear your prayer. He will hear your cry. And as he does, I see him coming through for you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said I see him coming through for you in Jesus' name. So you see, what are some of the hurdles that we have to overcome? What are some of the hindrances that we have to overcome in this faith walk? One of the very first ones here is the hindrance of discouragement. It's very rampant. The hindrance of despair. One time, David went to battle, and when he, when he, when he, when he, came, when he came back from the battle... Everything was gone. He made a very terrible mistake. All the men left and left the city unguarded. So when he came back, every, every, everything was gone. He sees that, first Samuel chapter 30 verse 2, he says, and, and, and in verse 1, he says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekite had invaded the south, and Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. And had taken the, the, the women, captive the women and also those who were there, from small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever been there before? You weep till you can't cry anymore. <laughs> That's a bad day. As a serious day. What did David do? He wept a little, but he didn't stay weeping. He says, verse 6, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the souls of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. The King James says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Everything is gone. The wives, 
Everything is gone. And they wept and wept and wept, very discouraging. So they had no more power to weep. What have you lost? To different things. It was good, and the people said, we are going to stone you. What kind of a leader are you? But in the midst of it, he took his eyes off of, of, of the situation. Strengthen himself, encourage himself in the Lord his God. You see, discouragement can easily cause you to give up. Discouragement could have caught blind Bartimaeus to throw in the towel. Sometimes you get, you, you, you are, you get so discouraged. But you see, you must learn the art of talking to yourself. David did that. <laughs> Somebody say, people that talk to themselves are not normal. Well, you talk to yourself anyway. <laughs> in, in Psalm chapter 42, notice this, Psalm 42. Thank you, Lord. What is the cure for this discouragement? This psalmist said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? He's talking to his soul, telling his soul to do something. Talk to that soul and say, get up. Why are you cast down today? Today the sun is out. Is God dead? No, he's not dead. He's alive. So he's telling his soul, why? What is the problem with you? He's grabbing it by the ear and saying, what is wrong with you? <laughs> why are you disquieted within me? Talk to, the, talk to yourself. David strengthened. David encouraged himself in the Lord. If he gets discouraged, everybody goes down with him. There are whole families. He has to get it, figure it out real quick. And encourage himself in the Lord. He says, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So, so, pick yourself back up. Don't be discouraged. Everybody is telling you to keep quiet. Everybody is saying every day, God, 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 God. Why is, why, why this God, God, God? Why are you cast down all my soul? Get up and hope in God. There is hope for you. Your tomorrow will be all right. God is not dead. The Bible says that when David encouraged himself in the Lord, he recovered everything. Everything that had been lost. Anything that you may have lost. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you encourage yourself in the Lord your God, may God help you to recover. I said, may God help you to recover. I said, may God help you to recover. In your health, in your finances, in your family, that relationship that is broken, that seems like it will never be repaired. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may God help you to recover. David recovered all. Why are you cast down? Oh, my soul, begin to praise the Lord. Turn on that music. Begin to praise Him. 
all that depression will leave. All that hopelessness will leave. But you see, you talk to yourself all the time, whether you realize it or not. It's not only people who are out there who, that, 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 that talk to themselves. <laughs> you also talk to yourself. So tell your soul that today is not a day to be discouraged. No. Today is not a day to give up. Today is not a day to throw in the towel. Today is the day to make a stand for God. What else hinders us in our walk with God? You see, that one of the main things, the key things that hinders us is the lack of understanding of who we are. The new creation. It is as long as you, you, the devil can hold you in your past and who you were before you came to the Lord, then he can hinder you in your walk. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, there is a new person on the scene. And this is one area, one hindrance that keeps people and keeps us in our faith walk. Because you try to bring you all the pictures, all the things that you may have done in the past to try to hold you back. It's the Bible says if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. That new creation is as new as when Adam was created in the beginning. No past. But you see, he comes and tries to tell you and give you all the pictures, all the failures, all the disappointments, and tries to hold you there. And you have to respond. You see, this thing is a... Now you talk to your phone. You tell Alexa, you talk Siri, you tell, tell them to do different things. This is a voice-activated system. Open your mouth and begin to talk. In Mark chapter 11, he says, Thank you, Lord. Mark 11, the great expose on faith. Jesus says, verse 22, So Jesus answered and said to him, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So, don't keep quiet. The Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Begin to decree and declare who you are in Christ Jesus. That is, an, that is one of the greatest areas where the faith battle is lost. The Bible says, he, says, he talks about the fact that fight, the good fight of faith, 1 Timothy 6, 12, and lay hold on eternal life. So if there's a fight to faith, then it means there are enemies. That's the only fight you are involved in. Someone said you are going to fight the devil. No, the devil, Jesus already whipped him. Whipped him real bad. All we are doing is enforcing the victory over him. But you see, that, fight, that area, that, fight, that, that fight of faith, 
The moment that you took your stand that you are going to walk by faith is when you ended up on that public display. Up to that point, you are a private citizen. No one bothers you. The devil doesn't bother you. He's afraid of faith people like you and I. That's what, that's what he's concerned with. Because these are the people that will stand with God in their generation to see the fulfillment of the word of God. So as soon as you take that faith stand, you leave the private sector. Now you are a spectacle. Everybody is watching. Is he going to make it or is he going to sink? I see you making it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, I see you making it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then, another thing, another hindrance that we have to be overcome is a lack of our understanding of our righteousness. In the same 2 Corinthians 5.21, he says that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He made him to be sin for us. He knew no sin. You see, when Adam and Eve fell, when God was coming, they, 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 they started running away. They were ashamed to be in the presence of God. But then, Jesus Christ comes and restores the righteousness back and says, that look, now the way has been opened. Come boldly to the throne room of grace. That you may find help in time of need. He says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's where we get that boldness from. So now you can go into the presence of God. On a shame unafraid and stand there and fellowship with your father and you can stand in the presence of the works of the enemy and say in the mighty name of the lord jesus i am not afraid of you because of who jesus has made me to be this righteousness gives us boldness in prayer you see, so long as you, you, you don't have this boldness, the enemy will rub your face in the sand. But the moment that he discovers, and you know that you know, that you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it makes all the difference. Notice what he says about, 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 about righteousness in James chapter 5. He says, thank you Lord Jesus. From verse 16, confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. He calls Elijah a righteous person like nature like ours but when i read about elijah he was he didn't always live on the mountain top he was the one that after he called down fire 
Jezebel said, I'm going to cut your head off. And he started running. Great prophet of God. Running, running, running. Then God came and woke him up and said, what are you doing here? He said, oh God. He was discouraged. The discouragement nearly took him out. Oh God, I am the only one serving you. Sometimes he feels that way. Everybody has bowed their knees to bow. I am the only one. And, the, and, did, I, I, and Jezebel is trying to kill me. Dear Lord, you just called down fire from heaven. With all that boldness. Then he said, he said to God, God, let me die. Now I said, no, do you, really, you really don't want to die. If you wanted to die, just, you could have just stayed where you were. Jezebel would have taken care of that. He doesn't want to die any more than you have your days when you get discouraged and you feel so down. Oh, but thank God. Thank God. Somebody say thank God. Thank God. God picked him up. He made, brought him a meal freshly made from heaven. Took care of the prophet. And he went in the strength of that for a long time. But you see, if you are reading just about that, you wouldn't think of him as a righteous person running away from a woman. What kind of a prophet are you? Oh, but the Bible says he prayed. And when he prayed, God heard. And you are also a righteous person. And when you pray, God hears. Say, when I pray, God hears. When I pray, God hears. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails man. The Amplified says, makes tremendous power available. No wonder the poor devil is afraid of us. When we pray, something happens. He says he had a nature like ours. He shut down the heavens and put the keys in his pocket. And when the time came for rain to come, God said the key is with you. you. You go and do something about it. Think about the authority that God has invested in us. But you see, we have to have a revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. That is the one of the most Difficult hurdles that you have to overcome. But once you get a revelation of this, no matter what comes up, you are always ready. No matter what comes up, you are not willing to throw in the towel. No matter what comes up, I see you overcoming those hurdles and living a life of victory. My Lord and my God. Elijah had a nature like ours. You see, all these people that you read, read about in the Bible, they were human beings just like, like, just like us. The difference between them and you is when the challenge came, when they had hurdles along the way, they decided not to give up. And in the name of Jesus, I see you that you will not give up. I see you overcoming. I see you walking in victory. I see you receiving that miracle. 
And not only that, finally, to wrap, up, to wrap up, the Bible says that after blind Bartimaeus received his miracle, he followed Jesus on the way. Sometimes some people just, you just want, God, give me a miracle. Give me a quick fix. And when I get a quick fix, I, I will see you next Christmas. I will see you next Easter or next resurrection season. No, 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 no. Blind Bartimaeus not only received, but followed Jesus on the road. Remember, we are back. I like how the Spirit of God does it. We are back where we started. The one who receives the blessing is the one that continues. That continues. Not a fly by neither. No, 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 no. No, this is, that's, this is that's not the, the race that we are in. He followed Jesus on the way. Not only have I received my miracle, not only have I received a blessing for my family, I've been healed, and my financial need has been met, I am debt free, all these things, but now my life is yielded and dedicated to the Lord. Now, through me, Others come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now through me, I am not a liability in the kingdom of God. I am an asset in the kingdom of God. I said, from now, I see you not as a liability, but as an asset. Your life will count for God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. There is hope for you. Talk to that soul and say there is hope for you. Things will not always be like this. Thank you, Lord. Let's make some confessions here. Shout it and declare, things are better for me. Shout it, things are better for me. I walk in the blessing. I walk in joy. I am growing in the Lord. I will not draw back. I am a righteous person. I am a better person today than before. I am well. I am healthy. I do not go to the doctor for any kind of sickness. I walk in health. I am strong. I will live for a long time. I will not die before my time. I shall continue to love God. I will only hear good news. Because things are getting better for me every day. I am above and not beneath. I am a lender and not a borrower. People come to me and I bless them. I am a blessed person. I am a blessed person. God's favor is on me. God's favor is on me. I am in Christ. I will stay in Christ. I abide in the house of God forever. I do not draw back. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. When I pray, 
God answers. When I pray, God answers. In this generation, God uses me for his glory. Through me, many others come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, let's rise to our feet and give him all the praise and the glory. Give him the praise and the glory. Give him the praise and the glory. Thank God for his word. 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 Your life will not be the same after today. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. In the name of Jesus, the storm will not send you under. Jesus is with you. Give him the praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. His presence is here. There is an outbreak of miracles. There is an outbreak of miracles. You will not be identified with that problem again. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be identified with that again. With that disease. They have called it chronic. But in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today marks the end of that. In your family, in your health, in that business, in the name of the Lord Jesus, cry out to God, cry out to God. We are not of those who draw back. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank God for your presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.